Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA high school soccer championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Every tasting room. That's my mindset, and that's where I'm at with it right now. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Looking left. Pressure coming. Fires down the seam. Complete to Kincaid for a touchdown. Allen steps up in the pocket. Going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40. To the 35-30. Breaks away. 20-10-5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turns. Third down and seven. Mayfield wide open, there's Moore again. His second catch, still working through this secondary, and a touchdown, Tampa Bay. No flag. But they've got to start having some answers on the offensive side of the ball. Second and four, here's another broken tackle. This is the rookie, Trey Palmer, and he is gone. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Shane Schillerberg producing for us live at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill on yet another chilly morning I'm tired here. of it, Ravi. I'm I, tired of it. You know, this the last few days here, I don't really like being trapped in my house that much. I like to go out to eat. I like to you know, kind of go places, whatever. There's some days where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to bum out a little bit. But the last few days is the first time where I was like, you know what? I'm not sure I can retire here. <laughs> I can sort of deal with this now. Imagining dealing with it when I'm 60 or 70 years old. When your bones are brittle. Yeah, like my bones are brittle enough already. Like I, I already am starting to get some of the like old man aches and pains. I, I just don't think I can do it when I'm – you know, 30 years on from now, I, I don't, you know, and this, I think that's the first time in my life I was like, I, I think I got to move at some point. I was like, I'm getting too old for this. Uh, it feels like uh, the movie Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm just, I, I, every time I think about this, uh, I, I first thought about it because Ravi saves Shane every single day. Uh, Shane currently does not have his vehicle. So Ravi's been uh, taking Shane to work. And I'm like, Ravi, you're like Dennis Quaid and, 
Shane's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> like you're just there to to uh, go save your person and make sure that the family is reunited, which is known as Heard at Sports Radio. That's how it feels outside, though. I'm just waiting for the eye of the storm to come over our building so that I can see all of the frost just start to form on our walls. That's how cold it is, and I was tired of it day one. <laughs> Imagine day six and how I'm still feeling. Yeah, no, I don't feel great about it. I don't love it. Um, it is supposed to warm up in a few days, and by warm up, I mean get to like a balmy 16. Um, here in the second half. I had to look up today how <laughs> if a plane can travel in negative temperatures. Luckily, luckily we're we we're found safe. out that it goes way far into the negatives. It, listen, if we get that cold, like I'm out. Like I am out. Um, we're doing the show remotely from spring training. Yes, it's, we're listen. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have our own version of spring training for the radio program here, where. Uh, we just go, you know what, from the as soon as football season ends, you know, we go to wherever we go straight to Jupiter. We go to wherever their bowl game's gonna be and then we go to we go into spring training mode immediately and then we come back when spring football starts. It'd only be a couple months. Mm-hmm. You think uh, you think the boss man would, would foot that bill? Uh, yeah, I think that I think that'd get approved. We can <laughs> see if we can get that expense. As long as he can come. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. We have just a, an entire remote office for the uh, for the entire building. Uh, no, yeah, it's it's cold outside. In case you you hadn't been aware, you've been, you know. Maybe it's cold outside. It is. It's very cold outside. I'm not a fan. Uh, not as sure it's as cold outside at Omaha as it might be in that locker room for Nick Sirianni. Um, I think he's Maybe in trouble. Cold shoulders. I think he's in a lot of trouble. Well, I can't sit here honestly today. And rip on the Cowboys like I did yesterday, and not rip on the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- this is you turn the page, mm-hmm. and it's still the same chapter. It's not just the NF- NFC East chapter. It's no. the, hey, who's going to get fired chapter. Mm-hmm. And Mike McCarthy may actually have a better chance of keeping his job yeah. than Nick Sirianni because Mike McCarthy didn't blow a 10-1 and start. No. He didn't lose the division because of that going down the stretch. What were they, five and five of their six? They or, lost or six of their last seven, I think. Yeah, six of their last seven. Including counting, last night. Counting last yeah. night's game. You know, Nick Sirianni, to me, tries to be Dan Campbell when he's not. I'm glad you brought up Dan Campbell because I I said this on Twitter uh, Sunday where I I wasn't buying the Dan Campbell thing when it happened because of the like rah, rah, bite the kneecaps, kind of weirdo stuff that he was doing. Nick Sirianni is who I thought Dan Campbell was. Like Dan Campbell is genuine and it is, it connects with the players in a way that works, right? Nick Sirianni is the D-bag version of that. And that's what I thought when I saw Dan Campbell. But Nick Sirianni's a little bit better at playing the press conference without telling these people he's going to bite their kneecaps. But he's worse at it in the locker room. Well, and Nick Sirianni last year was overshadowed because of the Eagles' performance and getting to the Super Bowl. That well, and like the Jalen Hurts thing. Well, his yeah. were just getting overlooked, mm-hmm. right? And when you look at what happened this year, when they have as great of a start as they did, and he's in Kansas City, and of course these videos are resurfacing now, so you know they're fresh and people mm-hmm. are really seeing them. But when he's like, he's like, "What's that?" Like, or I don't even know what he ended up saying, but he's just like, yeah. he's like, he's talking smack with the crowd. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's like, oh, it's quiet now. Yeah, or whatever there's it is. a video of. And he's in the tunnel where no one can hear him, but he's just in front of a camera. Yeah. And he knows the camera is there. He, there's a video of him standing next to Jalen Hurts in that game right before halftime where he's kind of taunting the crowd and pointing at him a little bit. And Jalen Hurts actually grabs his arm and is like, hey, knock it off. He seems like one of those guys that you deal with when things are going well. He said, see ya. That's what it was. Yes. See ya. See ya. Um, he seems like one of those guys that you deal with when things are going well because things are going well and you just are like, whatever, right? But when things start to go bad, and where did they start going bad for the Eagles? That Week 12. F- that 49ers game. That 49ers game. And you know what? They could lose that game and still be okay because the 49ers were so good. Yes. But A, the way they lost it, I think, really shook them. And B, once things started to go, it was really that back-to-back. They get smacked by the 49ers, 42-19. Then they get smacked by the Cowboys, 33-13. And then they lose a three-point game to the Seahawks. Now, I know they beat the Giants after that, but the Giants are terrible. That was a stretch where they really... I think they really lost it in that stretch because, again, I've been around teams and coaches and whatever that maybe don't like each other that much, but if they're winning, they kind of deal with whatever is happening. because things like, are okay. We're winning. It's fine. Like, I'm not going to – Save I'm, this argument for another day. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to overturn the apple cart because everybody's winning and, like, that's all that really matters here. But if you've got a weird situation in the locker room like that or you've got a coach that you don't totally respect or you've got teammates that you don't totally respect and all of a sudden you start losing, that thing falls apart in a hurry because you don't, you don't have each other to kind of hold the thing together. That's what it seems like the difference between Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni is. Dan Campbell might have a lot of the same attributes, but he's genuine and a guy that people respect. Nick Sirianni is, again, the D-bag version of that. And, you know, you, you can't talk about the Eagles without talking about Jalen Hurts either. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's the other question that they've got facing them. That, that's something, too, where it's like, okay, yes, I know you made it to the Super Bowl last year. It was a close game last year. Things were kind of connecting on all cylinders last year. But the way that he played down the stretch of this season – let me tell you, as my fantasy quarterback, he did not give me the numbers I was looking for <laughs> that I saw in the first 11 weeks. But also, he didn't look comfortable Mm-mm. at all at any point in the back half of the season. Was that because of things that are happening behind the scenes, behind the curtain, in the locker room? Because, look, since week 12, that's the worst display of locker room presence, team chemistry, and coaching. I don't think I've ever seen in sports, a collapse like I saw the Eagles have this season after starting off the way that they did. Jalen Hurts, though, needs to be evaluated. Something there, a conversation needs to be had of, okay, like I don't know if you sit him down on the white couch and (laughs) say, bro, what happened? Yeah. Um, Open up to me. Or if it's a, hey, we noticed this point in your game that's figured out, and I don't know if you've peaked or not. Like, if you have peaked, if this is all we're going to get out of Jalen Hurts, is that enough for the Eagles to say this is our franchise quarterback who who's going to be our leader uh, for years and years and years? Yeah, I think it was – I think a big difference is he's good enough to be your quarterback when the defense was what it was last year. They, well, the defense was 
bad. This they year. lost a bunch Horrific. of dudes, and Matt Patricia was even worse. Yes. So there was two things with the defense, right? They lost a bunch of dudes between last season and this season, including like Hargrave, who uh, or Hargrove, who went to the 49ers, has been a big piece for them. Um, they lost a couple safeties, like the, and they started aging a little bit too, right? Now they got some guys from Georgia, like Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, kind of in that front seven to try and keep them young and try and replace some of those guys. And they looked really good early on this season. They did. And then the defense just became, what, bottom 25 to 32 this year? Yeah, they, the last, then that stretch, basically since the 49ers on, they just got crushed and they couldn't tackle. Got that, to play football. That wasn't a last night thing. That was a, and, and you know, the first time I really noticed it, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watched 17 Eagles games this year, right? A lot of it's like key matchups and then red zone, right? That's kind of how I consume teams that I don't have to deal with on a, on a daily basis. But the 49ers game was the first time where I was like, man, these guys really struggle tackling. But I thought to myself, okay, it's Christian McCaffrey, it's Debo Samuel, it's Kittle, it's Ayuk. It's these really good playmakers that everybody has, has trouble tackling, right? And so I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a bad day against a good team. And then you kind of watch them as the season goes out, and you're like, oh, these guys really can't tackle. Like, really, really bad. And then you saw it again last night where, listen, as much as I love Trey Palmer, like, the, the guys— not escape three guys the guys that, at the 50. The guys that were—well, listen, I'm under- running in a straight line. I was, listen, I understand him running by guys, but it was the first guy that had him wrapped up for, like, a three-yard gain, and then he that's when he turned on the burners after that. Like— the guys that were escaping tackles for the Buccaneers last night are not special in terms of that part of their game, right? Trey Palmer obviously has special speed. He's special in other ways. But the breaking tackle, physical, yards after catch part of their game, that's not really what the Buccaneers do in the same sense that the 49ers do it. And so that was pretty eye-opening to just say like, oh, that wasn't an aberration. That's who this Eagles defense is. And after seeing them last year, it was really kind of shocking to be like, oh, they have gotten so much worse that really wasn't a one-off against the 49ers or the Cowboys back in early December. This was a abject failure from probably Nick Sirianni on down, from Sirianni to, you mentioned Matt Patricia, to the, the, them running back a bunch of old defensive backs out there, that, that, like guys like Darius Slay that just were getting roasted last night. It is, they're in a lot of trouble because not only are they aging, not only do they have a lot of free agents, Jason Kelsey's retiring. We just saw that this morning. Oh, man, and I officially. feel so bad for him. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel bad for him because we've gotten to know Jason Kelsey uh, as a human, mm-hmm. not as a football player, because of his podcast. And, and, you know, you see clips of it all the time. And he's – we joked about it at the start of the show. He's one of us. You look at Jason and you think – this is somebody that That's just a dude. I could see on the sidewalk, you know, pushing his kid in a stroller, mm-hmm. and we could stop and talk for 15 minutes. Yeah. But if you see Travis walking on the sidewalk, it's like, what do I have to relate with Travis Kelsey about? Because <laughs> he's, he's dating a, a superstar. Um, you know, at, at some point in time, uh, you have to, like, separate celebrity from average human being. And, well, and, and he, he Travis was... leans more into that celebrity category than Jason does at this point. For sure. And he's one of those, like – even before that, right? Like, he had a weird reality sh- dating show centered around himself. Like, yeah, he's just always weird. he's just always been a different dude, right? Like, he's always been a little bit more. It's a loose cannon, inaccessible, 
I think like he's he's much more different than just like a normal guy. Whereas Jason Kelsey, if you didn't know he played football, you'd be like, oh, that guy's big. Like he's you know six three, three hundred pounds or more. That guy probably works at Home Depot. Yeah, you you look at him and be like, oh, that guy probably played football at some point. You know, you didn't know who he was. You're like, that's a big guy. He probably played football. Is that Robbie? <laughs> oh no, no, it's Jason Kelsey. Not quite tan enough to be me. Um, same good, same good beard though. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, I, it, he looks like kind of just a normal dude, and he acts like a normal dude. The and you do feel bad for him. You know, I keep thinking about you know. You see him on the sidelines last night where he's. Um, obviously pretty emotional. He, he knew this was coming. Uh, I think he told his teammates either after the game yesterday or this morning, I, I don't remember what the tweet said, about the, his plans to retire. But then I, I go back to watching him on the field after the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year where he's, like, hugging his mom, and he goes, hey, go talk to Trav. Like, this is his moment. Go talk to Trav. Um, like, that's where I went to in my head when, he, when I was like, ah, oh, man. He's one of your favorites now. Yeah, yeah, and like not, but your, like, heart goes out for him. And, like, I didn't want the Eagles to win last year because they beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship. I didn't really like, you know, how that went down. But it doesn't mean you can't, uh, you can't like certain players. Right, but it— And I, how they carry themselves as yeah, human beings. So, like, in the moment, I was rooting, I was rooting for the Chiefs. But looking back at now, I was like, ah, man, kind of would have been nice if you got one more. I just don't know if one more season on this team would do it for him. No, I meant last year, like if he had gotten mm. the Super Bowl, like if he gotten one more Super Bowl, because he's got the one in what 2016 when they beat the uh, when mm-hmm. they beat the Patriots. That is correct. Um, and honestly, if they had won last year, I bet he retires after last year. Uh, maybe, yeah. I think he came back to try and win one more because he thought they were. I mean, he thought I mean, th- they were built good. They were built to win. I mean, they were you, ten and one. Like you look at what happened this season, yeah. and it, it's a complete and utter failure mm-hmm. from the top down. Well, and you look at look at what the team was prior to that 49ers game. That was a team that was talked every bit as in that same conversation with the 49ers, and at that point was even talked about ahead of the 49ers because the 49ers had that weird three-game losing streak in the middle of the, or in the early part of the season. And so it's like, okay, yeah, it's the Eagles and then the 49ers. And then we saw what happened. You're like, oh, what is happening? Like, you're like, oh, that's a weird game. And then it happens again the next week against the Cowboys. And then you're like, oh, there, there might be something wrong here. Um, and, and that's why it's like I totally understand, like, if you're Travis Kelsey being in the – off season saying, yeah, you know, let's run it back one more time. I think we can get it this year. Especially you look at Jalen Hurts, you're like, oh, he's only going to get better. Uh, he didn't get any better. He got he regressed a little bit. He went from six interceptions last year to 15 interceptions this year. The rushing yards came back down to earth a little it, bit. It, the it fumbles like, kind of. It looked like he was uncomfortable in the pocket too, mm-hmm. uh, especially even last night. You can't take that safety. No. You can't. No. It's third and what, eight? Something yeah. like that, and you drop back, and you're you're going back 10, 12 yards at this point to get into the end zone. Yep. And what you 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 couldn't just decide to throw the ball away whenever no one was open. That was another problem too. Like the, the receivers and even tight end Dallas Goddard. I know he showed his frustration on the sideline. Nobody was getting open for Jalen Hurts. Right. He and, didn't have an easy throw. Now I will say though on, on that play, Devontae Smith was open, and Jalen Hurts just missed. He him. missed him. By the it, time he by the time he saw him. 
or by the time he would have seen him. But I him, think it's because it's it a little the, bit of it was that panic uh, because of the pressure, and now he's thinking, I have to scramble because that's what he's good at. If he's feeling pressure, it's I got to use my legs now instead of I have to keep creating this play. And I will. That's s- why we talk about a, a minor regression for yeah. Jalen Hurts. It's not that he's a bad quarterback. No. It's just that he regressed from last year, and you have, and to-, you have to wonder if he can get back to what he once was feeling comfortable and feeling like one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, and you have to ask yourself, okay, if last year is the ceiling, is that good enough? Right? Like if last year is the ceiling of Jalen Hurts, is that good enough if my defense isn't what it was last year? Right? Like the that's the that's what really separates guys like I know we forget about Joe Burrow because he was hurt most of the year, but the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes, like the very top tier of guys in the league, that's what separates them is their ceiling is high enough as quarterbacks that they make up for other things on the team, right? We've seen Patrick Mahomes win a ton with some subpar defenses, and now the defense is getting better, right? But this year we saw him win a ton with subpar skill position players. We've seen him win with subpar offensive line play. We've seen him win with deficiencies in a bunch of different areas. Jalen Hurts is possibly, I don't want to make a declaration on his career yet, but if you watch what happened last year versus what happened this year, he's a guy that might need a lot to go right in order to take your team to a Super Bowl. And this is a dramatic example, but I think it's fair. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo was that kind of quarterback with the 49ers. Not in terms of style, not in terms of, like, I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, but in terms of how much he elevates your team, Jimmy Garoppolo needed a lot to go right to get to the 49ers to that Super Bowl. Ironically, also lost a close game to the Chiefs, like Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts, I think, might be one of those guys that needs a lot to go right around him for for him to be a big-time winner in the NFL. And listen... That's not knocking Jalen Hurts. Most, guy, most quarterbacks are those guys. Notice that I named two guys in the entire league that I could think of off the top of my head that I don't think fall into that category. Joe Burrow, who's taken some super flawed uh, Cincinnati teams deep in the playoffs, including a Super Bowl, and Pat, Patrick Mahomes, which I, doesn't need any explanation, right? Tom Brady was one of those dudes. There were a lot of times on that Patriots team where he covered up for deficiencies, whether it was in the skill, usually it was in skill positions because Bill Belichick didn't like paying for those outside of when he got Randy Moss on the cheap, right? But Jalen Hurts just might be one of those guys. And coming out of last year, I think more people, myself included, would have expected him to take that next step, maybe not being in the Burrow, Brady, Mahomes category, but being that next step into maybe Lamar Jackson territory, right? If you had said Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts last year, remember, Lamar Jackson's hurt a ton of last year. Jalen Hurts just took a team to a Super Bowl. The conversation is actually interesting, right? If you say that this year, people laugh at you. Well, and and even if Jalen Hurts was what he was last year, I think the Eagles win that game last night. I I don't know if the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. No, but but, they probably win last night. But I bet they win the game last night. And that's not a great Tampa Bay team. Like, let's not pretend. They only got in because they won a yeah, bad yeah. division. It's a horrible division. The yes. Bucks are horrible. They're not good. Their defense is just as bad as the Eagles. And they have Baker Mayfield starting at quarterback. 
And now I know Baker Mayfield it used to be, um, you know, the number one overall pick. pick but, but guess what? Like, sometimes that doesn't matter. When you he, get to the NFL and you don't perform. He hasn't been that guy for a while. You're, you're not a very good quarterback. You talk about not having certain weapons. Let's just go through it, okay? I know the Eagles didn't have A.J. Brown. But if they would have had A.J. Brown against Mike Evans, you would call that a wash. Yeah. You look at Chris Godwin and Devontae Smith, you'd give the edge to Devontae Smith. Absolutely. You look at Trey Palmer and... Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, their third guy last night was, I mean, he hasn't hardly played for him. You had Julio Wes? Jones for a minute. Watkins? Uh, probably Watkins. Maybe maybe Jones. I mean, Jones played pretty well down the stretch of the season. Yeah, he didn't play for him for a for a ton. But but those guys are kind of non-existent to one another, right? Yeah. Then you have Kate Otten against Dallas Goddard. You're going to take Dallas Goddard yeah. over Kate Otten. Yeah. Um, you'll probably take Rashad White over DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And that may be the only edge but that it's the close. Bucks have it's against you. Probably close. Uh, all that being said, who has the the better weapons? It's Phil, the Eagles. Philadelphia, yeah. It's the Eagles. Even though A.J. Brown didn't play, it's still the Eagles with the better weapons. Now, maybe it became a little more even because of that, but still, it's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And when the Eagles lose in the way that they did to one of the worst teams in football, and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the reason that the Bucks have nine wins—what is it, ten now? The, the reason the Bucks have ten wins yeah. is because they play the Saints. It's because they play the Panthers and Falcons, and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That's the reason, right there. The Bucks have as many wins as they do. If they played any other team and any other conference and conference division, that would be a lot different. The Bucks wouldn't be in the playoffs. So. All of that needs to be factored in to this whole conversation of what went wrong for the Eagles. Because how fitting is it that you lose to one of the worst teams in the playoffs? I think they only had, if I'm looking right here, the Buccaneers, I believe, had one win over a... Just looking quick here, I believe they had one win over another team that made the playoffs this year. And that was the Green Bay Packers. So that's, and, that's they, and they were the last team in. In the NFC. That's where we're looking at. That's that Bucks team that uh, just whooped up on the Eagles last night. Coming up next, we'll uh, set up the show. Have more for that sports radio.